0: As you guys may or may not know, taking care of your teeth is pretty important. Our friends at Green Mountain Dental Group are giving away a free sauna care when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. That's right, you simply have to take care of your teeth for Green Mountain Dental Group to hand over a free sauna care. Check them out today online or call 303-988-0711 to schedule your appointment today. And Cole gets another good ride and another right by
1: Cole, a left by Cole this time! Tipped in front by Mika Rentinen. He suits and scars
0: Nathan McKinnon called J.T. Comfort 877 goes now. Gabriel Landeskog, collective hugs 29 and 92. See me by Drew Bauer. Move over Picasso. This piece of art is by McKinnon.
1: My goodness
2: gracious. <laughs>
0: Are live with the DNBR Avalanche podcast presented by The Green Solution. You can visit any one of their 17 Colorado lo- locations or reserve products online and check out at your local TGS Express. You can get Anything from flowers, concentrates, gummies, and more. Pick up whatever you want, and you can use code DNVR20 for 20% off your entire purchase. I'm Nathan Rudolph. With me, as always, to my right is A.J. Haefeli, and a special guest on the show today, the man in the crease, Drew Creisman, joining us, as requested by so many of you on the podcast. Drew, I hope you're having a good day. Ready to talk hockey?
2: I am more ready for this than I have ever been for anything <laughs> in my life. <laughs>
1: Drew, I think it's funny. You and I have been talking about doing a pod together for so long, and the first time that we do it is like an abs pod.
2: I know. Of I, all things. I know. We, uh, we And we were just joking about this before we came on, too, that you and I could do a phenomenal podcast about video games oh, yeah. or television, <laughs> yeah. film, music. Um, those are the things we talk about a lot. I've been saying I'm going to get into hockey for three years. and Well, yep. two times a year, I feel like I got the side eye from you. Like, so... Where it at? Where it (laughs) at? And and then on the Denver Sports Podcast uh, several weeks ago, you you just got so passionate talking about what this season's going to be like for the Avs. And I was like, if you don't do this now, man. Right. Like, I felt like maybe 10% of that was directed at me. 90% of it was just for the people. (laughs) But I felt like I, I, I got a little bit of that, like... He's trying to get me to watch the ABS, and I really should.
1: <laughs> I can I can tell you it wasn't, but I'm glad it worked. <laughs> it, it wasn't at all. It was zero <laughs> percent. It, no. it was not. Right. I, I um. I you know. I just think that we're in line for a special year.
0: Yeah, I think it's safe to say that you're not the only one getting into the ABS this season. So right. you can kind of be their conduit to us right now, and and ask all of those questions that. People who don't know that much about hockey are, are looking toward.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's fun to get into something new, and uh, I've been very embraced by the community so far. We'll see how long that lasts.
1: Yeah, when they <laughs> lose a game or two, yeah, uh, you know, you'll start to see how the other half lives. <laughs> Avalanche fans are notoriously passionate uh, and ride the roller coaster yeah. a little hard.
2: Yeah, I, I, I'm definitely I get some of that with the Rockies, so so I'm mm-hmm. used to some of that. Uh, but I did send one out uh, after the loss to the Blues the other night, or I just said, Nah, never mind, hockey's dumb. And I had, <laughs> I had one or two people be like, no, don't, <laughs> don't, don't leave us. <laughs> and I was like, duh, 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 duh. don't worry, baseball is dumb too. We're, we're fine. We're, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. I'm in for the long haul. Uh, I'm a I'm a hockey guy now. I like <laughs> I actually like sped up to get home to watch the beginning to so I could watch the whole game against the Blues the other night. I was like, Am I really like? Sorry I'm, for that. I, yeah, you, around, him, yeah. Know, you but I'm moving stuff in my schedule around to watch hockey now. So this is who I am.
1: Well, welcome, first of all, <laughs> yeah. to, to a very different kind of fandom. Yeah, I, I would say baseball and hockey are the two fandoms that like. The, the passion is a little different uh, because it's so localized. Right. And because, you know, the NBA is unique in that basketball fans love the NBA. Right. You know, and, and they have a team, you know, of course. You know, the, the, the Nuggets guys do a great job of covering the Nuggets. Uh, but
2: they're all huge NBA fans, like above and beyond everything right. else. Like they're in the Slack last night talking up. Kobe and LeBron and all this, like, history stuff, and just all the basketball things that you talk about. Like, the
1: Clippers Lakers was last night, and like, I watched it because, like, I'm a basketball fan, but, but, like, and the NBA is like NBA and then your team. Right. And the NHL is like very tribal. Mm. And I think, and I think baseball has a similar feel where there's a lot of your identity is like wrapped up in, well, I'm. A fan of this team, I right. I would say hockey is very tribal in the
0: states. I think you get a little bit more of that NHL wide look from Canada.
1: I mean those. I mean it's a different feel. Obviously, yeah. I would agree completely that it's just a different. The the approach is different where. Canadians are just going to watch hockey. It's much more players that they follow, I would say. Yeah. Well, and that's it makes sense because all, all the players come from there. So like people from all over Canada are like, "Oh, I watched this, that guy played for my junior team." Right. You know, they they develop an attachment to a lot of these guys long before they ever get to the NHL. Yeah. And then when they do, it's just like, "Oh, well, it's a natural you know, it's yeah, a natural stepping fall. Stepping stone kind of. I get thing, people yeah. from Halifax who regularly will tweet at me when I tweet about Nathan McKinnon, and they'll just tweet like random stuff at me, like I, like I'm not aware that he's from there, and they like, oh well, you know, <laughs> he. The other day, somebody was like, well, he trains with somebody who's pretty good over the summer, and he links to me a video with McKinnon and Crosby, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, like, he doesn't, I'm he like, doesn't follow me, he doesn't know who right. I am, so just, it was, it was just like, and I was just like, yeah, cool, man, like yeah. <laughs> Awesome. I appreciate that. Thank you. It is. It's a little different from baseball in that regard. Right. Because their top prospects
2: don't disappear into double A for like four years. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's there's a lot of differences and similarities that I'm definitely like that's been my first thing is noticing um and, and I think I've decided mm-hmm. that wow there's a lot of teenagers in this. Yeah. in the, in the, yeah, in the NHL is really yeah. weird. Whenever someone is like 19 years old, so they did it. So last night. I watched Game One of the World Series because, of course, I did. And Juan yeah. Soto's breaking yeah. all the right,
1: right. And like Juan Soto's like an alien.
2: Right, <laughs> he's about to turn 21, and they're like, we can't believe what these guys are doing. And I didn't even have to look because I remember when I was a kid, the huge deal that was made out of Andrew Jones being a teenager. Yeah. playing in yep. the World Series. We th- th- you just don't see that. And so the fact that this guy in a couple of days is only now finally going to be old enough to drink beer, but that's like a big deal. Like Sam Hilliard uh, so people, <laughs> hockey people, who, what, huh? Um, outfielder prospect for the Rockies, never a huge prospect. Guy's 6'5". He's built like a hockey player. Uh, at, or he, this guy could have played any sport. He's, he's a phenomenal athlete. But he just made a really interesting debut for the Rockies. Got super hot in September, hit seven home runs. We're all very interested in him. He's 25 years old. Right. <laughs> you know, like Ryan McMahon, Ryan Maltapia, David Dahl. These guys are all really Figuring it out and just now becoming oh doll I'll give him a little extra but at twenty five yeah like in their mid twenties is, is typically there are baseball players Jake Arrieta's got a Cy Young in his closet somewhere he didn't get good till he was twenty seven twenty eight years old mm-hmm. and a team like just let him go uh, so yeah that that's a huge difference in in the sports for sure is it seems like hockey is more similar to basketball in in a lot of ways uh but one is that the natural athleticism if you were just an absolute athletic beast that can play up in a lot more ways for you in hockey than it can in, in baseball like that's it's a nice side bonus if you're a super athlete in baseball yeah where you can you can just you can just do like oh i can do like one more
1: thing than, right. than another guy but in hockey it's all-encompassing. It helps you every time you're on the ice. Yeah. if I mean, if you're breaking into the league at 25 in hockey, you're a total freak. Like, your career is pretty much over by well, then. Well, I mean, look at Callie Rosen, a great yeah, example. Exactly. Like, this is, like, a good young player that we're all intrigued by. He's 25 years old, though, so it's... And we're, like... Well, if it's not going to happen yeah, now, it may never happen. Oh, he
0: is what he is.
1: There's a, no room a, for improvement, right? And <laughs> Sam Hilliard shows up at 25, and we're all like, "Oh, is this the beginning of something?"
2: Right, it, it, right. <laughs> is this is
1: this year one of like six of like the 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 Sam Hilliard era? Right. Like is is this here we go? And you know, you look at you know Landeskog is 26, and we're like. What do you mean he's been around for yeah, he's eight been eight years. a captain wow. for San F7 in those years. You're like, like... we've I mean it feels like we've watched him grow up because yes, in a way we straight have. Straight up have. He's gone from He's gone from being that baby face kid that they drafted in when he was 18 years old, you know, and then you look at him now and sexy baby face kid, <laughs> sexy ruggy beard man. It, Dude. Either way.
2: <laughs> Oh, uh, but I, I will say I. <laughs> uh, the other thing that I, I think where I categorize hockey and baseball together the most is they're the chaos sports. I, I talked on the Denver Sports Podcast about one of my big barriers for getting into hockey originally. Remember the start of the third period against who was it? Um, the game they ended up winning, but there was um, oh, I want to say it was the it was the game against the Capitals, and the start of the third period was just a mess for both teams. It just, nobody controlled the puck. Nobody could. And, and I was like, this is the hockey that it seemed like whenever I turned it on as not a fan as, as not trying to get into it at all. I would just see this mishmash of chaos, and it didn't seem like anyone was able to exert control over anything. Ten
1: guys on the ice at all times. The puck is going all over the place. It doesn't seem like anybody knows how to use it. Like, there's no one completed a pass for,
2: like, two and a half minutes, you know? And I was like, what is this garbage? And then, I don't know, someone called a timeout or there, there, there was whatever, and they went to commercial. They came back. And suddenly the Avs like, figured out how to slow down and control the puck again and, and very calmly finished that game out with a, a pretty solid win. And I was just like, man, I, that was part of the problem is I never stuck around long enough to see the chaos get settled. And that's a term I've learned in the last couple of days, settled the puck. And I'm like, ooh, yes, I get what that means, and that's what I need as, as a new <laughs> hockey fan is someone yeah. settle that thing. Because um, I, I can still get lost, I'll admit here. Uh, I was one of those guys – the you know back in the day needed the little highlight thing now we've all got hd tv now but i needed the little blue highlight on my puck i'd lose it Puck tracks. fox tracks yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, it is one of those things like i i feel for gabe Landeskog, and, and he's got nothing on christian friedrich giving up uh you know three runs on a wild pitch like in baseball you see the individual moments of absolute absurdity mm-hmm. and i and i think it prepares you for things like that landy own goal where you're just like well (laughs) wrong place wrong time buddy right well and in the nhl like broken bat bloop single Uh, walk off (laughs) right situation you're gonna
1: see right it was i mean you and you and mary had it nailed pretty perfectly it was very much like losing because your catcher can't figure out how
2: to step on Home plate, <laughs> which happened to the Rockies twice this yeah. year, <laughs> right?
1: Which like I will always have a soft spot for you know McDreamy, Chris Iannetta, oh, yeah.
2: but ooh brutal, Dude, brutal. You gotta know not where, a good, not like, a good way to lose you know? a game. And but yeah, it's like but like the Landy, if Landy between, just isn't there or or figures out a way to get out of the way, yeah. I, I mean.
0: You go back and look at that play, and it probably gets slammed home if Landy's not there. But was there someone else? Yeah, to, there's, there's I a mean, pen like just off screen okay. waiting. But there's better odds that it doesn't go in off of his stick compared to sure. Landy. You're so right. Like,
2: Them score the goal is <laughs> right. Didn't, right, yeah. that's yeah. that's, you know. that's
1: kind of thing. But with Landy, like you'll live with a mistake because of he, course right. there's so many positives. Yeah. You know, with Ionetta it was just like. There yeah. was there was a reason like, I got DFA'd with two months to go. Right, the like five fans that watch both
0: the
2: Rockies and the ABS are like eating this total up total right fangirling Loving. right yeah. now. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, the Rockies will lose one game a year on a Nolan Arenado error. It, it happens, like people yeah. and, and nobody gets upset about it because you can't. <laughs> you
1: he's going to go win a gold glove <laughs> right. later. So. Right, like what do you do? Like, oh. we've, we've talked a lot on the pod this year about the superstars bargain,
2: yeah. about oh. how the there are certain things you just live with when you have a transcendent talent on your team. Yeah. You know? So I, from what I understand on Twitter, Miko not good at defense. Need him back, but is that uh, what we're talking about here? It's, it's one of those
1: things uh, he's still – relatively young i mean going into his fourth year you'd like to see him a little more advanced defensively than he has been um and what's frustrating is that you see glimpses of right like a potentially dominant the, defensive player
0: the physical talent is there though when he understands where he should be and what yeah. he needs to do is absolutely great but he just
1: doesn't have the mental side of the defensive game at all yet. Yeah, he 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 watches the puck a lot. And it's funny because as a fan, like that's where you start. Right. You watch the puck a lot. Right. I don't watch it very much. Yeah. I defensively especially. Yeah, I don't to. I don't watch the puck a lot. I watch other things. Okay. How the ice, you know, how how the game is developing around it. The puck is always there. It's always easy to find if you need it, but it's It's not something I keep a close eye on, you know, just in in the way that I watch the game now with Miko, he's still watching it, and he needs to get to the he needs to get to the point where he knows where it is, but he doesn't need to be looking at it, sure to be able to play his position in the defensive zone, and that's where all of the best players are they're not you don't lock onto the puck and Succeed defensively, like you you just don't do that you have the game is too fluid it's there's too many guys doing different things, and he leaves space open, yes way too frequently his
0: stick is regularly just completely absent of where the passing lane needs to be, yeah, and that the way i I learned to kind of advance my knowledge in hockey going from a person who watched the puck is you want to start looking at where the puck is going to be. Yeah. And obviously that's hard to do if you don't know hockey that well, but you can see there are certain situations where it's very easy pr- to predict. You see someone coming down in a two-on-one. As good as NHL players are, they telegraph their passes a lot. They, sure, like they'll walk in and straight up be looking at the guy they're planning on passing to, and it's like, okay, and then sometimes the really great players do that, and then snipe
1: top cheddar, but right, and you just get over it, yeah like i I think with there was a there was a goal last week that really exemplified the struggles of Ranton in, where he was out high defensively, and the defenseman just walked into the space where he should have been, and they made the pass down to him, and he was by himself and he scored. And it was like, you can't lose your man like that. Yep. And when they made the pass, Miko basically just went, "Oh
2: dang!" Oh yeah. no. And yeah. then,
1: and that's what exactly what I'm talking about too, because Ranton had his stick out
0: covering that defenseman, and yeah. he snuck in behind him, and Rantanen was watching the puck. He wasn't yeah.
1: covering his man when well, he was drifting towards him too. Right. He's not skating, and he was just he was just gliding yeah. towards the puck, and it was just like total like. Controller unplug, like system shut down upstairs. Yep. And that guy walked in back door and scored, and you're just like, dude, you can't give that up. Yep. If, if it happens, like, occasionally, like, that's the game. You know, there are other good players on the ice. But it's happened a number of times already this year.
2: Is there a drive to get better? Because it sounds like it's definitely the case in basketball and, and, and baseball um, that defensively, if you're going to get better – it's, you have to want to get better. You have to put in the time to do it. Yeah. he's the finisher. He's the scorer. He's the whatever. It, it, d- does he want to get better at defense? I mean, Miko is is the kind of guy that
1: works a little bit at everything. You know, he's yeah. so it might take a little bit longer. Yeah, it's it's just that like getting better defensively, like you said, it's a it's a commitment. It's a mental commitment. Yeah. Every single shift and that's really like the big fatal flaw if there is one of that that Avalanche top line is that mentally landeskog is the only one who's always committed when he's out there to the two-way game and yep. that makes all the difference you know mckinnon mckinnon just does not read the game defensively at that level as a center where you can just see Everything happening around him, he. I think I don't. I don't think that it's the game has slowed
2: down for him defensively. So, I, yeah, keep going with that. But at the end of this, who do I need to watch to show me what the good defense is? Uh, well,
1: the, the Avs just played St. Louis mm-hmm. and former Av, <laughs> Ryan, Ryan O'Reilly <laughs> honestly is he's one of the wrong. Yeah, he's one of the league's best at it. Where uh he's he just he's constantly in the right position he knows what he can get away with he knows uh, defensively, how he can be disruptive, when he can cheat, where he can cheat, and what ways I to do the it. I love
2: cheating, by the way, is just yeah. a part of <laughs> hockey. Like,
1: it if just... you ain't cheating, you ain't trying, <laughs> I, baby. I mean, I mean, positionally cheating, you know, where he's, he's... Right, no,
2: but we were talking about, like, yeah, cheating I, yeah. on the, the face-offs or whatever. And oh, it's... yeah, no, you have to do that. Yeah, and and it's funny to me, because in baseball, cheating is also very much built into the game, but some people throw a big fit about it every once in a while, like, they were stealing signs! Like, they're all stealing right. signs all the time. It's like so, stealing the face off yeah, or whatever. You're, but. you're
1: upset that you're bad and you got your signs read yeah. and figured out. Or, all right.
2: right. And then, or you're upset that you're bad and you gave up a home run and the guy flipped his bat in the air or whatever. Like, that's yeah, not well, a cheating that's, thing. That's like what was the unwritten rules when guys were mad that Sam Gerard circled the goal a couple of times i was like you don't want him to do that knock him on his ass if you can catch him and if not shut up yeah Yeah. that right very true (laughs) that
1: that's sort of a you know that was it was it was weird to hear on the broadcast when McNabb was like oh they didn't like that and it was like Nothing came of it. (laughs) Right. Pretty much. He circled the net twice, and then as soon as he passed the puck, it was turned over, and it Mm. went the other way. Like, why would they care? Well, I mean, we got to take our first break
0: here (laughs) as as we're getting into some good conversation. But it's officially past noon, so I think I'm allowed to actually, like, be drinking this beer. But— Oh. Breckenridge Brewery is the official beer of DNVR. Clearly, here at the office, we we like to get our Breck beer in at any time of the day. Uh, But it's the original Colorado beer established in 1990 here in Breckenridge, of course. And I'm sure you've heard of most of their beers from me by now if you listen to this podcast regularly <laughs> yeah. uh but we got the avalanche amber here i think all three of us are are in line with our avalanche beers for the avalanche pod so it's always nice to go with that this is one of breck's classic beers one of the first ones they ever actually made so they've been kind of on the avalanche bandwagon since 1990 no they didn't come here till 95 96 but sure and we'll say 1990, yeah that's really five, <laughs> five years before they were even a team Breckenridge was in on it. Uh, If you don't like the Avalanche, you can find a Breck beer for you, whether it's Strawberry Sky or Vanilla Porter. You name it, they have a beer that I pretty much guarantee you'll like because they pretty much have the whole range from the darkest to the lightest. You'll find something. Either way, you can keep an eye out at your local Davidson's or local liquor store for Breckenridge beers, or you can check out the Breckenridge event calendar on thednvr.com where we plan all of our live events like watch parties for the Abs, things like that, and we drink Breck beers at all of those. So be sure to check it out, and yeah, just come out and have a good time with us. All right, back into the talk. You said you were looking for a player that plays defense, mm. and you were talking to me the other day about wanting to pick up one of those like role player types as to fanboy. I know you're already yeah. a fan of
2: Burakovsky. Burakovsky's my guy, but I can I can have two. How did that happen, by the way? So the first full period of hockey that I watched since you know Patrick Waugh was a goalie um, was what was it? Was that third period win over the Bruins? Mm. And it was tied going into the the third period, I believe, and. Um, it was just a great game back and forth, and it was Burkowski who got the game winner, and it was a, a spinny goal, as everyone knows. Uh, that <laughs> is my favorite. Again, a again, thing you don't see in baseball is, you know any kind of spinning to score any kind of that that su- super athlete thing to do yeah. something you know when you score big in baseball it's because you hit the ball real far right. and then you get to jog yeah. <laughs> and you take a nice little jog yeah, casual uh, stroll uh, around the bases yeah. unimpeded yeah i love it love it you know other than the occasional play at the plate there isn't that kind of scoring out of nowhere because of extraordinary athleticism in yeah. baseball it's always been one of my favorite things about basketball. And Burra just seems like one of those explosion X-factor dudes. He scored that goal, but uh, there was – so he was kind of like on my radar. I was like, okay, that was great. Then he got the game winner in overtime uh, uh, against the Coyotes, right? Mm -hmm. And so I was like, all right, he's – you know, these are my first two games really paying attention. He's been the main guy, so he's he's winning me over just because of timing. That's fine. But then there was something he did can 't remember the next game that that they played, but it was the first one that I watched uh the entire game was it and that was the one where they went up like four to nothing in the first period oh
1: that was washington
2: yeah yeah, yeah. so in that game, there was a point at which he got the puck uh behind the net or close to behind the net in in Avs territory I I obviously i'm like I hope i'm using the terminology correctly, and he just took off through everybody made a, a B-line down the and and the speed and size of the guy, yeah. and then he saw he didn't have a pass open and he didn't really have an angle, but he just fired it right at the goalie as hard as he could, and it was it was easily blocked. But that play right there, when he just like outpaced everybody down the uh, ice like uh, Mendoza from Mighty Ducks. The guy who couldn't stop yeah. d2 my, that's, that's where a lot of my hockey knowledge comes from so the fact that he could stop i was very impressed by but no it, it was the <laughs> pace and size and and then the power at the end of it yeah and i was just like that dude just like executed that entire plan all by himself and i i loved every moment of it and then um i've seen him getting in some of these scuffles in the last couple of games and and having dudes backs and like, yeah, I've decided I'm pretty sure Burakovsky just my guy. And I didn't even know that he was new until they played um, the Caps, right? Because yeah. he, he, he came from there. So, I was like, that's kind of cool, though, because he's a new guy. I'm a new guy. Yeah. We're coming into this together. But I just love everything. He's, so far, he's the only guy that I can pick out. On the ice, I feel like I, I know for sure where he is. I'm still not used to like looking at the numbers, mm-hmm. uh, and you can't tell who different people are just by like size and shape. Maybe you guys yeah, can, but yeah. I certainly can. It's,
0: <laughs> it's skating the way they skate oh, is how wow. you start to pick people out. Skating so all hand handedness their... their... is a big giveaway. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah, I like that because in basketball, it's obviously very easy <laughs> to <tell laughs> who right. the different people are.
1: Uh, yeah, nobody, nobody's gonna get Jokic confused with just about anybody else,
2: <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, and in baseball, it's all slow enough. We can tell, you, yeah, that's that guy. They're all They're all right, right where they need. They're all. When they spots. put the graphic
1: up on the screen, <laughs> where they're all showing, and, yeah. and they've got the little like nameplates above them, right, like on the shift, and they're like, oh yeah, this guy's over here.
2: Yeah. So I'm, I'm still like when I'm watching these games, I don't know who's doing what uh, until the announcer tells me or until the play has been completed. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to get. T- that point um but i'm also just trying to enjoy it from uh appreciating what they do and then having somebody explain one of you guys are and you guys are much better than the tv announcers i must say (laughs) you know (laughs) well we try not to tell random stories during the middle of the play (laughs) um but yeah i mean everything even when we were at the watch party uh, at the ice house and people were explaining to me what a saucer pass is and Mm. Uh, you know, I have I feel like I've picked up on a lot of stuff really quickly. I get offside now. That happens often enough. You're like, you pick that up. Icing was one thing I had remembered from back in the day. And I feel like I've got at least a basic understanding of... Only real change is the no touch. Yeah, yeah. They, There's you no longer those, like,
1: mad dash races to the, to the boards Just to don't to really exist anymore. Yeah, man. yeah. So. And, yeah, you can wave it off, if especially if a guy going back to get the puck is being a little too casual a linesman will wave it off and be like hurry up
2: yeah yeah that was a new thing too and they're like he waves off the icing I was like he did what can you do that is that a, <laughs> is that a thing is that something you can do I guess in, in the NFL you can decline a penalty I was like it's definitely not something that exists in baseball it's like ball no, no 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 let me throw that one again <laughs> no 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 <laughs> I'm waving
1: that ball i'm waving that one off <laughs> yeah he changes like the the safer or out call at a yeah. base where he's like you know i've i thought about it a little bit more and we're good yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> i feel that would be that'd be like challenging a balk, right kind right of, yeah and like, the, the balk is one of the weirdest rules in all of professional yeah. sports i, feel I like. still don't
1: understand it because i got the fiance into baseball this last year oh boy and so like i i had this experience with baseball right and she was like... Because we were watching one of the games. I don't remember what game it was. Uh, and there was a balk. And she was like, what just happened? And I was like, I don't even know how to explain this to I you. I even... I was like, this is one of the strangest rules. It's super arcane. Like, it's... I would say it's almost not worth learning about because it doesn't happen often enough. But when it does... Everybody just kind of gets
2: mad about it, right? Everyone gets mad. Is there something like that in hockey? Because the quickest way I've ever been able to explain a box is that look, there's a there's a list of rules of things you're not allowed to do (laughs) when you're on the mound. If you break one of those ten rules, they get a base. What are the rules? (laughs) Don't look. We'll go over the rules as they come up. (laughs) Maybe the closest thing would be
1: the goaltender interference, and that's only purely because nobody really knows how they call it anymore. Okay, I think the trapezoid would be closer. The goalie can't play the puck in the corners of the rink. Yeah, but you never see them do it, right? Well, well you saying, never see you box either, though. But I mean, you see more. I've, I've seen way more box in the last few years than I've seen trapezoid penalties. In That's which I, fair. I think I've seen one, but that I, think, I can recall. I think goalies do play the puck like in front of the goal line enough
2: that. Okay, I mean maybe. Yeah, there may not there may not be a direct thing, but explain this one to me now. So the goalie is not allowed to play, and we talked because you were trying to explain to me that like one of the th- very few things that I think both of you get critical of Grubauer over is when he comes oh, away from th- the the, the net poke check.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's a little bit different. Okay, um, so basically, goalies have <laughs> this is great. Goalies goalies have like a selection of saves that they can try to go with right when okay. they're trying to stop pucks. Uh, you know, they can they can just get into a, a classic butterfly, which, I mean, I'm not going to do it, but it's basically the guy gets Drop like... to your knees. Drop yeah. say, too
2: Because we are live on the video. Yeah. Right, some like, people like, like to drops,
1: drops to the knees and just kind of make yourself... It's a percentage play. Okay. Yeah. Where you're like, okay, hey, I've covered all the low percentage angles. If a guy puts this thing top shelf over my shoulder, then congratulations to him, but I'm betting he can't do that. Right. Uh, with Grubauer... <clears throat> the big thing is he does it on on breakaways where he will aggressively reach out with his stick kind of like a defenseman does and just try and poke the poke the puck away and then you know it it goes away and breakaway over ideally and and that's the end of that right. well Indeed. with grubauer he misses a lot and then when he does it because you're reaching out like this it opens up everything down here yeah. And that's why you see guys, they just very calmly, just like, oh, like you whiffed on the poke check. I'm just going to slide this between your legs yeah. because his legs are now wide open and his pads are facing yeah. front. They're right. not sideways, blocking all the ice that they normally are. They're turned. And so it opens up tons of space. And with Grubauer, he did this all last season where he kept trying the poke check. And then this year, he hadn't been doing it on breakaways, and he'd been perfect. And then he did it a couple of times in one game, or er, in, in two games, and got beat both times. And then we were just like, oh, my god!" Well, goodness. and he
0: brought it back against the Caps, which Grubauer is another player who originally played for the Capitals. Okay. And so he used to do it all the time. And the Capitals are walking in on a breakaway, and they're like, I bet you 20 bucks Grubauer
2: is going to go for the poke check. Right. And he misses oh, by a mile. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! So is there a button for that in NHL 2K or what There is, yeah, yeah. there so, is. And so, how often would you use that? Very rarely would you pull the goalie out, right? Because in, in well, I mean, FIFA, like you, I'm it's pulling it's the an, goalie it's every breakaway. It's all or
1: <laughs> it's all or nothing, right? Right. Uh, because if you if you get it, great. But if you don't, you're totally exposed, and there's a you're whole lot of net to yeah. shoot yeah. at. Yeah. You have to hope that that guy just hits you with the puck at that point, yeah. Or a defender comes back and makes a great play, uh, because if you miss the poke check, you're probably giving up the goal. And so with Grubauer, that's what that was. Yeah.
0: Yep. On the other side, the uh the playing the puck rule. So there's a trapezoid behind the net. That's where goalies are allowed to touch the puck behind the icing line. Right. There was a player, Marty Broder, I don't know if you you know him or not. One of the best goalies ever who was so good at playing the puck from the corners they felt it was too much of an advantage that he was basically like a six player. Cause he would get the puck and they'd break out the puck and they basically didn't even need their defenseman to do anything. Right. So they said, okay, we can't allow that anymore. Well, it, was wow. a, it was a
1: combination of what they did in the neutral zone where they played very trap heavy yeah. hockey. So they didn't allow anything. They didn't allow any kind of possession or speed through the neutral zone. You could only dump the puck in and then Brodeur would just skate over to the corner, move the puck and then skate back to his net and like, Boom, defensive sequence over, over and over and over and over and over. Wow. So they got rid of that, and now goalies can't play the puck. Now when goalies try and play pucks, it's an adventure because it's not a skill that they practice anymore because all levels of hockey pretty much have that now.
2: Interesting. Yeah, I've definitely seen a number of times where guys have – Goalies have gone behind the net, to, and it's just turned into an absolute it's, disaster. It's <laughs> yeah.
1: Honestly, too bad you're a year late on the Semyon Varlamov era because he was an absolute adventure playing the puck. <laughs> just, just and he, he didn't he did not like to do it, and so when he had to, it was like
2: like white knuckles here we go it's trying to sit through that thing you were just like oh buddy the closest analogy i can think of are like the pitchers who can't hold anybody on base or like throw to the bags it's like you can throw 97 miles an hour with pinpoint accuracy and hit the black (laughs) if you're coming off the mound but a slow roller back to you you're gonna throw that thing into the second row it only works from exactly 60 feet 6 inches. (laughs) right exactly like yeah i can only do this thing
0: from right here (laughs) like what okay i kind of imagine it'd be like ian Desmond covering a bunt is-, <laughs> is oh goodness, wow, that is an
2: image that is an image. Ah, oh, Desmond <laughs> but yeah. I can never a- no matter which podcast I'm on, I can't escape <laughs> <That's-> <laughs>
0: uh all right. We can take our second break right there since we seem to be at a good stopping point. And you guys know how local business is in our blood. And we're super excited to tell you about Denver Rubber Company. And it may not be what you think it is. Denver Rubber Company is the most reliable local partner for your long-term projects. Since 1972, Denver Rubber Company has provided the highest quality of products from custom die cut gaskets, molded rubber, custom contract manufacturing, and custom hoses. And guess what? Snow is coming and we've already had a taste of it. You'll need Denver Rubber Company when it comes to anything snow plows. DRC can cut to size and pre-slot most snowplow rubber. The blades can be cut to any length and slotted for mounting to meet your your exact specifications we went and checked out their warehouse a few weeks back and it was straight up pretty awesome these guys have created proprietary materials that make up the inside of wind turbine blades we even witnessed machines that can cut materials that are used in bulletproof vests and AJ and I actually need to get back there as I think I'm not sure if they got it yet but they're getting a machine that cuts eight inches thick of steel yeah and I gotta see that actually happen in gotta person. We got to go in there and do that yeah after they get all the new machinery. right i I'm excited for that. For real, it's like just watching it cut the like inch and a half of rubber is like it's like seventeen thousand psi or something insane. insane. So it it's
1: super super cool to actually check out. It was to the point where we couldn't even like because it was like the water machine was like cutting through and you couldn't see it. Right, it was just like and you were like, what happened? All of a sudden they pull it it out and they're like like, poke little holes and like all right here it is and it was like how. It's okay, magic, but it's science. <laughs> right. And they were like, oh, yeah, this machine's super old, too. And yeah, it was right. like, oh,
0: so uh, this gets better. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So, so, yeah, with machines like that, Denver Rubber Company can custom make pretty much anything you need to order. And you can purchase
1: products for yourself or buy in bulk at a fantastic rate. Yeah, the, are, uh, the snowplow stuff this yeah. winter is going to be big. They were telling us that the, the, the tracks that they have on it um, – I guess like the the regular ones wear out yeah. and then you just get rid of them. The ones that they make, you just flip them and, and you get yeah, twice you can the use life. The other side. Yeah, yes. yeah, you get twice the life out of them. So it's
0: Honestly, it's seriously not only super cool, but they make their very effective stuff. you you got to check them out if you haven't yet. They're a family-owned business with loyalty only to the people, just like us here at DNVR. Be sure to call them today for any of those snow plow needs or custom gaskets, hoses, or honestly pretty much anything made of rubber. You can call at 1-800-259-0010 or visit them at drcfirst.com and let them know who sent you. All right, third and final segment. Quick update. It sounds like, according to AJ here, that Miko Rantanen is more of a week to week out schedule. Which, depending on how you look at it, might be a little bit of good news. Sounds like he didn't tear anything in the knee or ankle or, or whatever it might be.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, we're still waiting on nothing official. Practice yet. practices yeah. ended. And so I'm hoping that by the end of the show today we, we can will have, have that, that update. official yeah. update. But Bettner likes to make the media wait. Of course he does, yes. Yeah. He's normally he waits a little bit longer in the season to get into this habit, but he, <laughs> he, he made us wait like 40 minutes the other day. Yeah. Until he'll come up and talk to us for five minutes, and it's just like, dude. Just hold up big flashcards from the other side that just says week to week, and we'll all be fine. (laughs) Right. We don't need to talk to you about anything else. It's fine.
2: Whenever somebody on the Rockies has a thing going on, they do this. It drives me crazy because they just won't post the lineup. (laughs) So not only will they not tell us whatever's going on with david Dahl or yeah. <laughs> whoever it
0: might be is this where the abs learn this from um, <laughs> um, it, it a be. lot of times david Dahl. <laughs> yeah, well,
2: <why? laughs> it, 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 unfortunately it's been doll more than a handful of times but it's it w- whatever it is yeah like we'll get there to clubhouse which opens four hours before the game starts and the first thing we all want to do is go and check the lineup you know it's just, mm-hmm. where's everybody at today and if Somebody's like in between on an injury thing who would normally start, they will literally just not post the lineup until after we've had our pregame press conference mm-hmm. with Bud Black. Everybody goes away. And then about 30 minutes to an hour before the game starts, we'll all get a text, here's the lineup. Uh, and then we all have to go, okay, where's so-and-so? And then we have to ask after the game. And that's yeah. part of the problem with baseball is that there's a game every single day. Yeah. <laughs> None of this practice stuff <laughs> where you, you have a little extra time to go in and, and get with them, but... So that's a bummer that they will literally just not – they'll wait until yeah. the last minute. And I get why teams do that, too. And well, the
1: NBA is actually the worst about this. I saw a tweet last night uh, at, like, 1230, our time, yeah. from one of the guys covering the Clippers that says, we're still waiting on Kawhi Leonard to talk to the media. Wow. And, like, the game had been done for a solid, like, 45 minutes to an hour. Wow. And NBA players regularly do this. Yeah.
2: Charlie Blackman does that. Every game. Unless Charlie Blackman hits the game-winning home run as the decisive play of the game, he's got to go do a workout after every single game. So you don't get him for – you have to wait around for an hour after the game if you want to talk to Charlie. You see,
1: our post-games are they – so like when, when you see a game yeah. <laughs> and the game ends yeah. and let's say the Avs are – it's a home game and they win and so they have the three-star interview. Right. We will beat that guy into the locker room. Yeah. We will be in the locker room when that guy comes off the ice and, and has to take all of his gear off and does whatever, and that locker room will have less than five people in it, less than five players to talk to. Wow. We will walk into the locker room, and typically, if they've won, there's probably 10 guys-ish, 10-ish guys. Mm-hmm. Music. Hanging around. They're, well, they cut the music off when we walk in.
2: Oh okay. Uh That's but yes, nice.
1: they do they do have it <laughs> blaring there and this year it's it's the BG's. Okay. Um That's and fun. and then we walk in and you make one choice. Okay, I've got to go. I want to go talk to this guy right away. And because Evan and I cover the games together, it's I'm going to go talk to this guy. He's going to go talk to this guy. One of us will usually go stand in the scrum with whatever the big star of the night was. And the other one will go get somebody else that nobody else is talking to so that we have exclusive content for our, our readers while also getting the big thing that everybody else has. Right. That way our readers and, and listeners don't miss out on
2: anything. And P.S., we're the only outlet that does that. Yeah, we do the exact same thing. Actually, it's very similar over at yeah. Coors Field. It's Patrick or I will go to because the starting pitcher is always going to be there, good, bad, ugly, whatever it is, the right. starting pitcher. So everybody goes to the starting pitcher. And we just trade off days. One or the two of us will go over and then go grab Ryan McMahon, who got the base hit in the fourth inning that tied the game but wasn't the game winner, that no one else wants to talk to him. But, yeah. hey, nice hit, you know? Yeah.
1: And we have one interview,
2: basically. That, that's terrible. Because we, we will t- take all the time in the world if we want to. I'll be in there when... at midnight talking to Pat Valeka. Hey, you made a nice play in the third inning. <laughs> yeah, see, <laughs> yeah.
1: we have about three minutes. Brutal. And yeah. then you will turn around. And the only guys that will be in there are people that somebody else has
2: talked to. Yeah. It's amazing the pace of the sport. I sent out the tweet. I was like, y- you guys take two 18-minute breaks and still finish your games <laughs> in under three hours. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> over here watching well, it's, baseball
1: for three it's, and a half it's an 18-minute running clock.
2: Right. You know, it's it's not so bad. Right. And I didn't understand that until yesterday. I watched the first, like I mentioned, I rushed home to watch the first period of the yeah. game. but. I didn't have time to stop at the liquor store on the way home. So now I'm at home watching hockey with no Breckenridge Brew to drink. You got an intermission. I totally understand why there's an 18 minute period (laughs) now, a break between the periods. That's exactly enough time for a double RUN. Yeah. (laughs) You learned that very heavily a few years ago in the
0: abs worst season. Oh, ever. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Plenty of time in the middle. of the game. You start
0: with the six pack and by intermission one, you need another six pack <laughs> right. at that point. But you guys mentioned some exclusive content. So I thought it was a good time to bring up. We are doing a little bit of a contest here at, at the DNVR to see who can get the most memberships over the next month or so. Speaking of Breck brew, the winner gets a year supply of Breck brew. And at this point, I think the Avs and Rockies kind of need to team up on this a little bit. Yeah. yeah. The, the Nuggets all of a sudden, yeah. you
2: know, with Her all the
1: excitement about their season powerhouse
2: starting. house over there, apparently. Yeah. Guess I guess Mara's in vote or popular or whatever. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> who knows? So I mean, you know, if it's you want to be like that, <laughs> if you want to do the Nuggets thing, that's your business. But if you want to be one of the cool kids, you can use codes Rudo, AJ, and I'm assuming Drew. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. So any one of our three to help us out a little bit, and we'll get a little packed behind the scenes where we agreed to share the beer, maybe. But yeah, something. Oh yeah, open. we've
1: already we've already agreed. Yeah. yeah. If one of
2: us comes out on top, it's a party at the winner's house. I'm especially excited because Patrick Lyons doesn't drink that much beer. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So I'm trying to work. out was like, we'll
1: see. I don't either, but if I get free Breck Brew for a year, I'm going to be drinking plenty of strawberry
2: sky. <laughs> the only thing I will say on my own behalf is there's no one in the office who will get more out of a year supply of Breck Brew than I will. That's the, <laughs> I feel confident <laughs> in saying that. <laughs> and you can still get hockey stuff with it if you use my promo code. You don't have to you don't have to watch a single That's, baseball game.
0: Well, actually, and and the Rockies have a sweet deal because when you do subscribe for annually or longer, you get a free shirt, but Rockies shirts are half off, so you can get
2: two, two
1: of them. Yep free shirts. Yeah, we've had a couple of people very, Sneak in that very deal, yeah. slyly <laughs> brutal. People jump it. on yeah. it and they're like, "Oh, what's that? I got that free code? Oh, I don't don't mind if I do." No, I would, man, those shirts. No, awesome. I right, <laughs> like I'm legitimately like you no, know, maybe i'm just gonna give somebody away give somebody a subscription at one point and uh take you
2: know that, take that shirt. take take yeah. the shirts
1: for myself there you go, straight
2: up tony papers man <laughs> 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 don't dash on the stash brother. That's, that's a great shirt by the way one of our one of our very best i i agree great i, I design. am jealous that uh, that you guys got the video game shirt and yeah. i don't have one like that's that's the only one that I have right now for the Avs is is the video game one, and I put out a I wasn't even a poll I just asked people, and overwhelmingly everybody said my number two's got to be Big Moose.
1: Oh yeah, he needs
0: he needs it A channel the energy. You know what? You're that. right.
2: I should I should get it like to to try to help bring him back. Yeah, yeah. So Drew, I do want to ask you a few questions here yeah, right. about this
1: recent hockey fandom. Yeah, I'm curious about like you've obviously taken to it on some level what 's your favorite thing about watching a hockey game
2: ooh that's a that 's a great question um, it, it is those moments of brilliant excitement, those times where both teams are completing passes and having shots on goal and, and especially, like i love, i 've always actually loved goalie play. I, I was a goalie when I played soccer way back in the day, and so obviously i 'm being treated right now to Philip Grubauer and every time. He does something amazing. I feel like I can understand it um, when a lot of the other guys, I can understand that it was amazing when Burakovsky or McKinnon or like when McKinnon hit that uh, long shot the other night, the only goal they scored against yeah. the Blue, like that was obviously to I was able to understand why that was amazing. But that's also kind of like hitting a home run in baseball where you're like, he was trying to do that. There is still an element of luck. He's not going to hit that every single time that he hit it. That one time makes your eyes pop out of your head. That was
1: the, that McKinnon goal was like a, a home run to right field in Yankee Stadium.
2: Yeah, okay. Where yeah.
1: that mean it's not going to be that's that goal won't be a goal on a lot of nights. Uh because the the perfect elements of the screen and the placement and Landy being right where he was. And it was a five on three. <laughs> and well, yeah, and a five on three it had, like right, it was space, yeah. It was like it was like a a home run in Yankee Stadium to right field where you don't you you don't have to hit it very hard to get it out there so you
2: just go hey cool neat and see I didn't understand so uh you know from all the context you just gave me now I'm even slightly less impressed by it even though at the time I was like man he scored from like the other side of the ice (laughs) like for me I was like that's from way downtown you know but the goalie play is is by far my favorite stuff when Somebody makes a great move and and gets off a quality shot, and the goalie reaches back across to to block with the, his foot or a stick. A stick save is it, it is like straight drugs into your yeah. veins. It's like it's amazing. Um, and it, wow. there's a similar thing to soccer. There's the all people almost do amazing things in hockey more than they actually do amazing things. Like you'll who was the guy? Was it Nieto? Who like Probably. stole the puck? Oh, yep. Uh, two on one, <laughs> like went at great steal, skated around two guys. Yeah beat the goalie out of his pants. And hit post. And then, then, then it uh, off yeah. the
1: inside of the it, post. Yeah. <laughs> Every time
0: you see someone almost do something amazing, it's probably Nieto. <laughs> like, <at> Nieto. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's
1: fantastic. <laughs> like, this is, this is a dude who is 90% of the way to being a very, very, very good hockey player. Yeah,
2: because he did, like, five things that were amazing, and then the yep. easiest thing he had to do totally That's
1: And that's the area he will consistently frustrate you yeah and and i guess let you down once once you get accustomed to it once you once you, the heart has been broken so many times it gets worn out where you're just like i'm accustomed to this right i, I don't I, expect good things anymore i knew that puck wasn't going in the second oh. he had beat. Like, <laughs> as, as, as soon as i saw it was 83 that yeah. stole it i was like how are we gonna do this oh, and then and then oh it was no. still an adventure because like yeah. he clearly beat him yeah and you're like what happened and then the puck somehow squirts out the squirts other out the side and hits both posts and, and you know, just hit, missed the far post. And yeah. okay, hit the inside of the near post and then right. squirts across the goal line right. to the other side and just barely leaks out. And you're just like,
2: how? Can you even do that if you right. tried. Was, yeah. My
1: exact tweet was just four question marks because I was like, <laughs> I am at a loss at how <laughs> physically this was accomplished.
2: Right? How that even happened? And that's one thing that happens in baseball a lot too. There are times you're like, "How in the world was <laughs> was that the result that was produced on and everything?" That again, Ian Desmond <laughs> comes into that category uh, more often than not. And then on the positive side, you've got like the Nolan Arenado, Nathan McKinnon side of it, yeah. where you go, "How in the world?" did he do that physically Um, but you just I, expect things like like that regular players are just not capable
1: yeah. of where you're just like oh, well we right. see that
2: a lot and because the <laughs> only two goalies in my life I've ever really watched closely now are Patrick Waugh and Philip Grubauer I'm I'm like this, this is amazing been pampered <laughs> yeah I have but and those were always my and favorite highlights back in the days
1: it, it bums me out that you were not watching during the playoffs last year when he made the the, the leg pad save no, the the, the, the the, the, the leg up. lift yeah. of all leg lifts where he was laying on the ice and just instinctively just lifted up the leg mm. and the guy shot it and perfect right like, into it right oh. into it and had he not lifted it would have gone in no. it's on the
0: it's on the opener to my avalanche review videos oh dude so it's
1: it's immortalized forever groups left pad it's it's one of the, the better saves that I can recall in my lifetime. Wow. Yeah, Next man, to a couple just, that Patrick Waugh made. Yeah. Sure.
2: Sure. Yeah. Uh, that's the stuff. That's that's my favorite. Other than spinny goals, which are rarer than I thought they were going to be after. I <laughs> yeah, It's no. just
0: like, I'm going to throw these <laughs> well, out a bunch of times. And then does one against the Caps for you, too. Right. <laughs> that was
2: gorgeous, too. That was and, absolutely beautiful. And Nikita's a what? Where yeah, did that come ne- from?
0: We've literally never seen him
1: do that before. <laughs> Well, and then 13. and then in the Blues game, he like drives yeah. the net. Like he Draws puts his penalty. head down, and he's like, "All right, I'm going hard at the net." And you're like, "Who are
2: you?" <laughs> in five years, you've not done this one time. One thing that's been really interesting is I feel like I've watched basically five hockey games now, and none of them have been like normal. Just well, getting... this is
1: this is the way that baseball and hockey are very similar. Yeah. Is that
2: what is normal there's no such
1: every single game is it's own story every period is it's own like mini series like it's it's, seriously dude it's completely unpredictable it's you'll see like they'll play a same style like teams will play the way they want to play and then whoever wins is usually
2: the team that gets the better of that Back and yeah, forth. imposing pace feels to be like one of the biggest things it, in hockey. Right? It is, it's, okay. it
1: definitely, and there you unfortunately haven't really seen them go against a team that wants to play the way the Abs want to play, where it's they fire wagon, right? Baby. When they when <laughs> they get up and down, like you saw the third period of the Boston game, but that right. whole game yeah. was very very entertaining. Yeah, um, once once they get to. Uh, Some of the some of the Vegas game coming up. Oh yeah, Friday night against Vegas. They usually play extremely entertaining games against each other. Fantastic.
2: Yeah, I want to be on the lookout for that. I was definitely a fan of the Nuggets teams that ran too. A bit you know, Mm -hmm. fast break, Doug Mo style style style. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those
1: teams averaged what, like 130 points a game? It was insane. Who didn't
2: want to watch that? (laughs) Right. And that's one of the things where there is no equivalent to baseball. Nobody forces their pace. Everybody's pace is slow. (laughs) (laughs) Too slow. Who Um, can call timeout the most? You can get as many of them as you want.
0: I (laughs) do have one more question before we get out of here. Comparing fights in baseball to hockey. Mm. Because in baseball, they don't happen very often. But when they do, it's a bench-clearing thing. Everybody's got to get in there. In hockey, it's just like, yeah,
2: those two are fighting over there. (laughs) It's the total opposite. Everybody clears out of the way. Let these two guys go. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not a big fight guy (laughs) in general, but it is weird to me how institutionalized it is in hockey and and how looked down upon it is in every other sport. And it's like... Yeah, you throw a punch in football and, like... The announcer's like, ball And yeah. like,
1: he gets thrown out of the game and you're like, you've got to be better than that. Right. And it's like, oh. But you're
2: going to get suspended for some Somebody's games never maybe. never competed in his life. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, in hockey, they just seem to, un- and I do get that it's a bit more of a, it's just a more physical game from the outset. It does seem like most of the fights that start are after one dude hits a guy really hard and the other guy's like, it hey, I was a little late. You didn't need to do that. I'm yeah. going to hit you back. And it's like, all right, like, that seems fair to me. <laughs> like, I don't know. There's, there's just a lot more hitting to start with, right? Yeah. Um, and there is something in baseball, I think one of the reasons why the, the ones that really get out of hand in baseball is, like, the guy throws at my head. That's super dangerous. Yeah. Like, that, that's really, you know, a real hard body check or whatever. Like, sometimes they look bad or they look dirty. But I haven't seen anything yet that's looked, like, life-threatening to me. You know, um, just ooh, wait. Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right. OK. All right. I'm only five games in. Yeah, I, I, uh, who will. was who was? Um, well, Ovechkin was trying to kill everybody in that game. And that seemed. part. Oh, of the course, yeah. You but. mean when he put Sam Gerard into the several cities over. <laughs> right. That was probably that's probably the most vicious hit I've seen so yeah. far. And and it was like it was brutal or whatever. But there's still something about 98 mile an hour fastball up near my head that like that could. I mean, guys of entire careers have been ended. Um uh, it's been well, a and long hopefully you time. don't
1: see one of those hits because they do exist in hockey. Oof, and we're yeah. hoping that the, you know, you don't ever want to see anybody's career end. Right. So it's, we're, we're hoping that we don't see many of those in yeah. your time as a hockey fan. Right. right. Be, it would be a nice era if we could cut down on some of that because that's been a big thing in the last five years of the game is trying to work the headshots out of the yep. game. Yeah. Because they were a lot more common than they should have been. And they've been slowly, it's been weeded out and weeded out. And they've started doing it. The best way to do it is to start it at lower levels where, you know, USA hockey gets rid of it in all of their institutions, you know, and then, you know, they don't want to do it in junior. And so these guys don't grow up hitting like that. So they don't come into the NHL with that as part of their game.
0: I'll, I'll have to show you a couple of clips. The last two things I can remember for the abs that were really gruesome, was Tom Wilson hitting Zadorov behind the net and knocking him out cold? There was still a charge. I, mm. I know.
1: I agree. And then... It was blatantly a charge. And, and I'm then, still mad that they didn't call
0: anything. Total jerk face shouldn't be anywhere near the NHL. Ronaldo punching,
1: sucker punching Sam Gerrard. When he's not even looking yeah. at him. Yeah. I think I even saw that highlight. That got
2: national, didn't well, it? Well, and, oh, yeah. and
1: that was a big deal because McKinnon got thrown out. And uh, Yeah,
2: the because... entire...
0: At every, that was basically as close to a bench clear as you're going to get in hockey. Yeah. All the ever all five abs on the ice basically just immediately jumped him and it was a fight to see who could yeah. beat him up more yeah yep.
1: and like eric johnson had like dragged him away from the pile and yeah was just just like, a whale on him <laughs> like, like seriously like beat the career out of zach ronaldo wow. like that guy like it's it's done now. it's and done now.
2: johnson's a big boy
1: yeah that is well and like he's not that guy mm. he's not he doesn't play with a lot of anger and he doesn't usually do like right. the dumb things that he
2: does are usually with a puck. Yeah, <laughs> Not you know, with you know his that massive frame. Right, <laughs> the Bruce Lee quote: "Always be weary of the quietest guy in the room." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you, if if the guy's normally got it under control, and then that's his like, you don't want to make that dude. Oh yeah, nah. I mean, I've never <laughs> seen EJ
1: act like that before, yeah. and like because he just turned around and socked him right in the face. Certainly, nothing nearly as glorious. Right. As glorious. <laughs> As that Reds-Pirates fight from this last year. Nothing which...
2: was as glorious as that. Only if Nolan Arenado had made contact with Luis Perdomo uh, in that game. And, and, again, that's like I'd never seen Nolan Arenado behave that way. Right, right. Ever. Right. Um, I, I get a lot of access to to these guys. He's such a chill dude. He's such a good guy. He's yeah. so relaxed, like sometimes almost too relaxed. And to see Nolan Arenado react that way and go out there with, like, intent To punch that dude right right square in his mug. And he kinda like, he didn't even make contact and he ruined Luis Perdomo's career. Yeah. That guy's like a middle reliever now. Yeah. (laughs) He was one of the Padre's top.
1: He's still every time he gets up there to throw, throw that fastball, he still he sees Nolan Arenado coming at him and he he throws the glove at him all over again.
2: But the Reds Pirates, I have never seen a pitcher come off the mound and sprint toward the other team's bench like that. That was the most (laughs)
1: I was I was trying to explain to the fiance as I was watching it for the first time, melting down in excitement <laughs> because like and there's the hockey fan in me right because I'm like oh my god he's gonna go fight the whole team the whole team like he, he didn't wait he's, for he's gonna any fight backup. the whole team this is gonna be a man he gets over Ooh. there and like there's like three dudes and like they everybody goes down you know what. And he's like, like Neo and Matrix contact, Reloaded, and
2: like, dude. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it
1: was <laughs> that
0: reminded me of the one that I forgot of Tyler Barshuzzi suckering Matt Calvert from the bench.
1: Yeah, or I mean, man, the ads get
0: beat up a lot. <laughs> yeah.
1: and Matt Calvert, I've I've talked to him multiple times about that, and he because I I want him to like be honest about it and be like it was garbage, and he's just like it's hockey. <laughs> oh man, and like because like one dude held him. While the other guy socked him right in the face multiple times and got suspended for it, yeah. But he was just like, eh, you know, I was in their bed, should, like,
2: gonna happen. It's gonna good. <laughs> ah, Come on, if, if you're, gonna love, role, if you're happen,
1: gonna love a role, you're gonna love a role player, love
2: Matt Calvert. Okay, all right. I thought no P E B. I was getting on... Oh, you Walmart. like Pebbles? I'm a Pebbles guy. I'm a Burkowski guy. Actually, honestly, I, I'm really... Not just because Sam Gerrard is one of the few guys I can pick out immediately because he's <laughs> half the size of everybody else, but uh, I think I'm also starting to fall in love with the best skaters, the fastest most well-rounded skaters, yeah, is, well, uh, is a thing I can. You're gonna rock really like onto. the abs. Yeah, and and obviously they all seem to be mostly pretty good at it. But he's the guy who I've just noticed the skating. Well, you really like spinny with. goals. I like a good spinny goal. Uh,
1: I, I, I mean, it's not gonna be goals, but nobody spins like Sam Gerard. Yeah, his nickname <laughs> is La Tornade. <laughs> I love I, it, man. Every year I do a highlight package of just his spins. So
0: oh,
2: I'm yeah. so I'm already ready for that, and <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm going to start giving you guys a once a week at least written piece of of just my thoughts, what I learned about hockey yep. this week. I love it. Uh, I hope other new fans are, are coming along and, and like just having fun with it. It can be intimidating to get into a new sport. Well, and this and is the thing that I'm most excited about with you
1: getting into hockey this year is that it's a different voice. Yeah. You know, like we're all, you know, Ruto, Evan, and I are all a bunch of hockey nerds. Right. You know, who's
0: done this forever, and there's been a little the bit game. of jadedness where we don't go, and
2: oh, a spittagle right
1: like where <laughs> you know it's you kind of forget sometimes where you're just like, oh, like this is like we take for granted the things that these guys are able to do on ice and how fast it is and like how special the game is at the highest level, and to see it through kind of through your eyes where you're just like.
2: That guy's skating backwards. Oh, oh my, my God.
1: God. <laughs> what is going on <laughs> here? At like skating backwards. And some of the like the more basic things where we're like, oh, yeah. It's like, hard to do, huh? I'm going to go out there and try that over the weekend and, and embarrass <laughs> myself
2: <laughs> and realize this is pretty impressive. That was the thing somebody brought up on Twitter, and I absolutely think we should do this. Because somebody asked me if I was going to get on skates, and I was like, well, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> um, I've been on skates once, and I fell down as often as you would think. Uh, it
1: would be a lot of fun. To I, do you like a skills challenge, like I a, really like a D and hockey we skills absolutely. challenge? We absolutely should do that. But, but no, for Evan all the allowed. sports. <laughs> yeah, Evan <laughs> would
2: win <laughs> for right. sure. Yeah. Well, I think we got to have everybody do everybody else's sports. We got to get oh, you yeah. guys in the batting cage. Give stage. me a ninety mile oh, per hour fastball dude, for sure. Yeah.
1: Let's do that. This is such an awesome I'm idea. In. Yeah. I, I
2: don't Three know, know. point shooting contest. Right. We will all get out there on the court. That's the easiest one to do. We can I all know go to a basketball court. I don't know how we do football. Of ourselves, you'd have to do like
1: forty time in football or something yeah, I don't, I don't know what we would do there. Oh, we talked about, we talked about kicking field goals. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Brandon Spano yeah. thinks he yeah.
2: can yeah. kick a field
1: goal. I,
0: th-
2: I think I might be able to kick one.
0: I could kick one from like ten yards, maybe. <laughs> yeah.
2: But beyond that, and I was a field goal kicker in high school, but I haven't kicked a football in twelve years. So, <laughs> all right, Well, this is an unfair advantage. <laughs>
1: this but, is like, this is like Evan in the yeah, high right. I was going <laughs> to say, right?
2: But see, <laughs> not we have, okay. We tally them all up, and I'm going to lose all my points when I get out there on the ice. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, whatever I build up, kicking field goals and you know I don't think I can hit it. I, I would do better at basketball than I would at baseball honestly <laughs> we, I don't it's been so
0: long since I've gotten a cage it, it might yeah. be a struggle yeah this sounds awesome though like yeah we gotta get this on the does the sports on the sure. the sports yeah alright I mean, that it's, sounds like a great idea that we'll have to, have to do for, for yeah. people watching live. You can expect a video of that hopefully, maybe someday. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Quick, <laughs>
1: quick update from practice. Uh, officially, it's week to yeah. week. Week to week. And Bednar said that he is optimistic it will be less than four to six. So definitely sprain territory. But they there, will yeah. they will have more information
2: hopefully next week. They will have a more solid timeline. Who's the okay. guy who most needs to step up in the interim? Bur- Burkovsky? Your boy. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Burkowski, make it happen. <laughs> they went and got
1: him so that they would have another goal scorer behind Miko. And if you're not going to have
2: Miko, then you really need Burkovsky to yep. step up. Like and really earn yourself a DNVR this. shirt in the next yeah, couple of weeks, Burkowski, because I need one. Yeah. We're just going
0: gonna to have him be a fair. I still think just take it yes. super Saiyan hair and put it on him and call it good, but... <laughs>
1: You Uh, DBZ nerds are just
2: relentless. (laughs) We'll never let it go.
0: Uh, All right. I guess we're over the hour mark now, so we'll go ahead and and close the show up. Uh, Yeah, I'd like to thank Drew for coming on and kind of representing all of the new Avs hockey fandom out there. It's safe to say having you in the fold
2: is, is probably game changing nice <laughs> I love it, love it changing the game from down in the crease love
0: it <laughs> in the crease with Drew Creesman, game changing he's probably drinking his Strava Craft coffee down there as it's the CBD enriched coffee that has really changed lives the reviews are incredible so check them out this CBD infused coffee has taken away long term migraines back pain arthritis IBS even helped decrease anxiety CBD is all natural and not psychoactive the coffee is rich and tasty and we couldn't recommend it more to our listeners as Strava says drink deeply live fully and try not to get into too many fights on the hockey rink check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use code DNVR20 at checkout and you'll get it shipped straight to your door thanks for watching or listening or however you got us and we will talk to you again tomorrow